Hello and welcome to Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. Today's episode is called Why Try? And maybe you have gotten to the point that you are ready to give up. (laughs) I seem to get there different times with different things every so often. And I think, why have I, you know, even tried? Or why do I keep putting the effort in? What's the use? But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have been writing and teaching Bible studies for the past 15 years. I've worked with women, youth, Sunday school. I've been blogging for Time of Grace since 2017. I've written two books for them. Really what you need to know is that I love the Lord and I love the Word of God. And I find that the deeper I go into the Word of God, the more astounded I am that He loves us and that He notices us and that He cares so deeply about our lives. And my role is really to get people into the Word and to show them how awesome it is and to really get them to a place that they want to know and love God more. That's kind of my mission in life in a nutshell. And today I just want to encourage you to keep going if you are getting to be at the end of your rope. And I'm going to give three reasons that it's really important that we continue to keep keeping on and doing the things that we know are important um, in our lives and also in God's kingdom. So I saw on a friend's Facebook page a quote, and it really is what got me thinking about this topic. The quote said, somewhere around this arena, there is a little kid that wants to be just like you someday. You owe it to them to be the best you can be. Isn't that great? If only we lived realizing that people are watching, then I think we would do things a little differently and we wouldn't get quite so discouraged. But so often it doesn't seem like anybody is watching us or anybody cares or what difference does this really make or I'm not seeing the results that I want. So why do I keep putting in the effort anyway? And, you know, you struggle and you struggle and you struggle and you think, I've spent so much time doing this. What is the point? Why do I keep doing this? So reason number one, that we are going to keep walking in the ways of God and continuing to do the things that we know that we should be doing, continuing to struggle against the pet sins that we fall into so quickly or why we continue to um, train our child or our children to know the Lord, even though it is so hard at times. Reason number one is because the world is watching. So you'll remember that in the book of Genesis, we're introduced to Abraham. And Abraham and Lot have this um, point where they come to a disagreement. And I just want to read you a little bit from Genesis about what takes place. So we're told in Genesis 13, And quarreling arose between Abram's herders and Lot's. The Canaanite and Perizzites were also living in the land at the time. So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herders and mine, for we're close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. And if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. So did you notice why Abram told Lot not 
to have any quarreling between them. Two reasons. First of all, they are close relatives. But secondly, God made sure to make us aware of the fact that Abram and Lot were living among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. In other words, their lives were on display. As followers of God, people in the surrounding community were looking at them. So that is as good of reason as any for not having the outside world see these two men fighting. Also, when David fell into sin with Bathsheba, you know, when God confronted him through Nathan, Nathan said, you know, because you have brought shame on the Lord's name among the other nations by doing this sin, that is why, you know, God is going to deal with you and chastise you for what you have done. So, you know, we have to remember that we bear the name of Christ. The first petition of the Lord's Prayer says, holy be your name, or hallowed be thy name, if you learned it that way. And God doesn't have a problem keeping his name holy. (laughs) He is perfect, and he will um, always keep his name holy. He will never fall into sin. He will never muddy his name in any way. But as bearers of the name of Christ, we can certainly bring shame on his name by the way that we act and the things that we say and things that we do, our thoughtless words and actions. So we want to be sure that we keep keeping on, that we keep trying, even when the easiest thing to do is to throw in the towel, because the outside world is watching. I came across this quote that says, Pray when you feel like worrying. Give thanks when you feel like complaining. Keep going when you feel like quitting. (laughs) Isn't that great? The outside world is watching, so that's as good a reason as any to keep going. Reason number two to keep going when you feel like throwing in the towel. Believers are watching. And I see this especially as I get older. You know, it's easy to think no one's really paying attention to what you're doing. That is not true. In fact, the Apostle Paul tells older women to teach the younger women how to live. And how are we supposed to do that? Well, we do it in the way that we interact with our husband and the way that we train up our children and by having our lives be on display. Way back when I first started ministry, I used to say to people, don't look at my life for how to do things. I might mess you up. You know, look at Christ's life. But as I read the Bible, I saw that the Apostle Paul took the absolutely opposite approach. He said, therefore, I urge you to imitate me and follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. The Apostle Paul isn't letting believers off the hook here. Like, you're not going to use grace as an excuse to just, you know, do the best you can and then call it good enough. No, like other believers are watching us and we want to keep going and keep trying even when we fall. You know, we're told that a righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets back up. You know, we all fall. We all fall into sin. We all do things that we regret. We make bad choices. We don't behave the way that we hoped that we would in a situation. We say something that we wish we could take back. We all fall into that. But that doesn't mean we stay down. And it certainly doesn't mean that we just, you know, throw up our hands and quit trying because, oh, well, I tried. 
And I guess that didn't go so well. (laughs) So I'm out. I'm not going to do it anymore. No. You know, even in our shortcomings and when we fall, we can be an example by going back to someone and saying, you know, I'm really sorry and I made a mistake and forgive me and help me to do better next time. Clearly, I was in the wrong here. That in and of itself can be an example to the others around us. And, you know, I have had some great examples in different things. I had a friend who I was able to watch very closely take very good care of her elderly father for many years. And it was such a good lesson to me that, you know, as challenging as it could be, she didn't give up. And the easiest thing in the world for her to have done would have been to have said, you know, this is too much and I have my own life to live and I can't deal with all of this. But she didn't. I have seen older women who have taken such good care of their husbands when their husbands were, um, you know, getting older and not able to do so much and they did it with dignity and treating them with respect. And that has been a huge example to me. And I've also seen, um, you know, people stick in marriages when, again, the easiest thing would be to walk away. And I have watched older women stay in these marriages through the tough times and work it out and pray through it and seek counseling and, um, you know, stick with the marriage. I also am at the age where I had a good friend who taught me how to die. She was diagnosed with cancer, and she struggled with it for many years and um, went through many, many different treatment options. And the Lord determined that she was not going to have another year on this earth. And, you know, I went to see her just two days before she died, and we had a chat, and we talked about heaven and about there being so many unknowns, but being confident that God was good And the things we didn't know would be good too. And um, she really showed me how to die with dignity and with faith in the Lord. And what a beautiful example to a younger woman. And so there there are other people, there are other Christians watching us. And so it's so important that we take the word of God seriously and that we keep striving even when it's hard, even when it's hard and the easiest thing would be to throw in the towel. Um, You know, we're not striving for our salvation. Thank God Jesus did that for us. We're striving to just keep taking God's word seriously and keep living as God's chosen people and keep living in love despite um, the way that the world shows us hatred and and keep going to um, teach the things of God, even when it seems like no one is listening. So reason number three, why we do not want to throw in the towel with all these things is because that's what Satan wants. Listen, his job, we're told, Jesus said, Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. So he wants to take all the good blessings that God would have us have. And we see that even from the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were living in perfect, just unity with God, and they had this perfect garden, and there was no sin. And what did Satan do? He stripped them of all of it. He tempted them to fall away. 
He wants to rob us of all the good blessings that God would give us. And he wants especially to steal believers. He has already led the unbelievers away. He's led them into unbelief. He's keeping them in unbelief. Of course, one of his big catches would be for us to fall away too. So when we are struggling to have the stamina and when we are falling into despair, man, he is right there egging us on. Yeah, give up. This is not worth your time. This is not worth your energy. Just seek the pleasures of the here and now. Don't worry about, you know, trying. This is too hard. There's a quote that says, the enemy always fights the hardest when he knows God has something great in store for you. And again, living God's way, it only seems like a burden when we don't understand that God has our best in mind. Satan would have us, you know, go for all the pleasures that life would offer. You know, keep eating the junk food because it tastes good here and now. Well, it's not so great when you're struggling to get out of bed in the morning or to touch your toes to tie your shoes or when you don't have the energy. But Satan doesn't want us to think about those things. He just wants us to dive into the pleasure right now and forget about the good things that God has waiting for us here when we follow his commands and also ultimately in heaven. One of the big motivations, I think, that we sometimes overlook is the fact that the Bible is so good about um, showing us that great cloud of witnesses who have gone before us. So in the Bible, we see how um, the men and women of God stumbled and fell, and we also see how they, at times, did the right thing and, and stuck with their faith. And those are such great examples for us. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. The men and women who have gone before us, who have experienced the persecution, who have gone through the hardship and stayed the course, there are our great cloud of witnesses in heaven cheering us on, and they would be saying to us, this is all worth it. Do not fall for the trap. Do not throw in the towel. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Stay in the word. Continue to study the Bible. Continue to keep your relationship with God in prayer throughout your day, every day. Don't, don't fall into the trap that it doesn't matter because God doesn't hear your prayers anyway. Nonsense. We know that that's nonsense. Everything in the Bible tells us differently. God hears our prayers. And um, don't fall for the temptation that you don't have time to pray. You certainly don't have time to read your Bible. You certainly don't have time to talk with your Christian friends who would encourage and support you. Don't fall for that. Don't fall for that at all because that is the opposite of what God's Word tells us. It's the opposite of what the men and women who have made it through this journey and they're in heaven now, that's the opposite of what they would tell you. And so, hopefully, you now know 
that no matter how hard life has gotten, and let's face it, this has been a tough year on so many fronts, no matter how hard it has gotten, and no matter how low you have fallen or sunk or feel, don't give up. Keep trying. Keep going to the word. Keep going back to your children with admonishment and encouragement to walk in the ways of God. Keep living that godly Christian life, even when there's no one around you supporting you and cheering you on, because we know it's a worthy cause and we know God is worth our effort, our praise, our time, our energy. This has been little things, because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. I can't thank you enough for your prayers. They really keep us going at Time of Grace. You know what else keeps us going? Time of Grace is 100% donor funded. If you'd like to support us, you can find a link on just how to do that in the episode notes. Thanks for your consideration.